So, we're just going to go into more of a meditative state right now and as we get into the service. And I just wanted to share with you um, a little experience I had yesterday. These days I've been, I've been pondering a lot about how I and we can be appropriate and present to the situation and you know, to this world crisis that we're in. Um, and I find that I, I have a deep desire to go as deeply as I can into my own being and to abide there in the inner chamber of my heart. And um, given that my situation here in Aspen at home with two teenagers and with this community in these mountains, that's what I feel like that I'm really drawn to doing and that feels vital and essential and something important for me. So yesterday afternoon we were all at home and I, I suddenly felt a little tug at my heart <laughs> and a desire to go off into the middle of nowhere. Um, really with the sole intention and a longing to just be. So I went off to somewhere where I knew there wouldn't be any cell service and um, I just wanted to rest in that interior dwelling place and to abide. That was my only desire. And um, so off I went in my car and I found that as I, as I was driving, and I drove really slowly, there was no one around, the tears just came and I cried and cried and I realized the amount of grief in me, not just my own griefs, but the people, other people, you know, griefs that I know about. And it felt like the world's grief, you know, just the immense sadness and um, with everything going on. And I, I cried and cried and came to a point where I, I stopped, <laughs> stopped, and um, I just settled into myself. And it was as if I was going through layers and layers of, um, going through the layers of grief. And I, I happened upon this kind of spacious plateau of peace and um, spaciousness. And I just stayed there. I stayed there for a really long time. And it, it was amazing. And the, the psychiatrist and theologian Gerald May calls this kind of time um, the power of slowing, the power of quiet. And I felt like I got into that space of just absolute stillness and quiet. And I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. And it was completely fulfilling. And so, as we just go into the rest of the service, can we all ease out of any fear or grief or anger or anything that we might be experiencing? Can we be invited into that power of slowing, that power of quiet? Can you find your grounding place so that your heart can be anchored in a love that transcends this crisis? And so as, we, um, as I read out again these words of the Collect for Purity, see if you can dig deep and, and find that spaciousness in your own heart. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name.
through Christ our Lord. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The Lord, the God of Jacob, is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, I love the Psalms. They have such a calm and knowing wisdom. And this is the fifth in a series I've been doing on the colic for purity, uh, the ancient prayer that Heather went through and which is the preface to the cloud of unknowing. It goes, Almighty God, in other words, the ground of being, our great memory of the universe of which we're a part, to whom all hearts are open, that great consciousness that comes into our individual consciousness with a love and a wisdom that we can usher into our lives. And to whom all desires are known and from whom no secrets are hidden. You see all that's going on in our minds and all of our fears. But if we can become still and open that portal for that love and wisdom to flow through us, then those fears will melt away. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts with the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Our hearts and minds are united as one, purified by that Holy Spirit that flows through us, that we may perfectly love you. And that's the line for today, that we may perfectly love you. On Wednesday, I said um, that Cynthia Bourgeau had commented uh, last week. She said, what's happening right now is a permanent and collective reset of our collective human consciousness and will resolve itself only as a few more of us become willing and able to step up to the plate and live a different reality. I went on to uh, remind us of that quote from Einstein that I mentioned in a talk earlier last year. I said last year, Einstein said that no problem can be solved from the same consciousness that created it. And for us to move through this level, with everyone on board, we need to look at it from a new level of consciousness. And 
A shift in global consciousness will give us a way to deal with the world's problems if we're conscious enough at the level of our leadership to allow that to happen. That's what I said last year. And I think now I want to say that we, we have to be that leadership. Calm in our disposition, committed in our practice, listening for the wisdom to come through. And you know, come through it will. We have to be that living love and wisdom in the world. The line says, may I perfectly love you. Perfect, that word, from the Latin words per, meaning completely, and facere, meaning to do. So the word perfect actually means to do completely. And originally the Latin word perfectus meant completed. So the idea of perfect is not one of without blemish, but it involves a sense of completion, a thorough doingness that leaves nothing undone. So to perfectly love is to love completely. It's a committed love that involves our whole being, our whole being. And that's what's called for now. If, the, if this really is a time of transition, and there's every hope that it will be, then there is a light at the end of this particular tunnel. It's more important than ever that those of us who hold with the idea of the evolution of consciousness see our place is to hold this idea deeply in our hearts and to live from it because there is this shift in progress which means we have to be aware of it as being a shift and being a part of it rather than joining in the panic. Yes, we're all at risk. Yes, we want to be safe. But there is a greater prize here. We're asked to perfectly love, to love completely, to give ourselves with no expectation of a return. That's our definition of love here to give ourselves. Love is giving ourselves with no expectation of return. We're asked to give ourselves in love, wholly and completely. That lovely quote from 1 John 4, perfect love casts out all fear. When you give yourself completely, you're not in a place of fear. You're in a place of love. And as it says in that same quote in 1 John, there is no fear in love. Now, I know that's quite a tall order when we have endless coverage on 24-hour news of people sick and dying. However, it should give us pause for thought. How can I embody something else during the panic? And I think that psalm, Psalm 46, is a wonderful way of, you know, it gives us a wonderful way of going forward. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in time of trouble. To remember that we're part of a huge whole is so important. You know, we are the universe made conscious of itself. And we are therefore both supported and sustained by that universe, and we have a role 
in perfectly loving the universe. The place to own this is our meditation. To be in the present moment in our meditation, wanting for nothing, willing nothing, and knowing nothing, and sensing ourselves as part of a greater whole, and at the same time, pouring our love into that greater whole by being present in our meditation with no expectation of return. Knowing that we are part of something immeasurably bigger than ourselves, and yet, in our lives, we are the living, breathing representative of that greater whole. And we have the ability to pour love into it completely. There's a story I once heard about a tourist on a Greek island who was walking up a path on a mountain and he suddenly came across a small chapel at the top. I don't know if you've been to Greece, but one of those little chapels that are all white, about the size of a big room with a, with a cross on top. And he pushed open the door and there at the altar was an old nun praying. And as he looked, he became aware that the nun was not just praying, but in some way, she was deeply connected to the whole universe around her. And then he realized that not only was she connected to the universe around her, but she was also upholding the universe with the power of her love and prayer. This small nun in the small chapel seemed to the visitor to be at the very centre of all that was. And she was upholding the entire universe with the power of her love and prayer. And we have to be a bit like that, knowing that in some way the transforming moment that we are in at the moment is fed by the love that we give in our meditation. That in some way we're serving to bring the world closer to a perfection of consciousness, a completion of consciousness, through the contribution of our perfect love. We practice that during meditation. It's a practice. That line from Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am, which is God. Be still and know. Know. The word comes from the old English word kanawan, which means to recognize. We're asked to recognize God. God, I see you. Recognize, recognize, to know again. In loving this way, we are knowing again the reality of that loving consciousness that's always been there and acting on behalf of it. Therefore, it says in the psalm, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. That river it speaks of in the Psalms is within us. And it is the river of living water, 
of love and wisdom that can flow through us out into the world. We practice that during our meditation and then we take it out into the world, into our relationships at home, into the way we speak to others, into our demeanor, into taking the panic that people feel and transforming it with love, stilling the storm on the ocean of the world and bringing the peace as Jesus did. We're preparing for the time when people come out of this with a new perspective. And we need to be there in our own lives, showing the way of love. And you know, all of us have had a glimpse of that love. It's why we're here together now. There's a lovely poem by R.S. Thomas, who wrote uh, Journey's End, the play. The poem goes like, it's called The Bright Field. I have seen the sun break through to illuminate a small field for a while and gone my way and forgotten it. But that was the pearl of great price, the one field that had treasure in it. I realize now that I must give all that I have to possess it. Life is not hurrying on to a receding future, nor hankering after an imagined past. It is turning aside, like Moses, to the miracle of the lit bush, to the brightness that seems as transitory as your youth once, but is the eternity that awaits you. I've seen the sun break through to illuminate a small field for a while and gone my way and forgotten it. But that was the pearl of great price, the one field that had treasure in it. I realize now that I must give all I have to possess it. Life is not hurrying on to a receding future, nor hankering after an imagined past. It is turning aside like Moses to the miracle of the lit bush, to a brightness that seemed as transitory as your youth once was, but is in fact the eternity that awaits you. By dropping into that eternity in meditation, by perfectly loving the universe that we are a part of with no expectation of a return, we're giving all that we have to possess that pearl of great price. And our very beingness then becomes a catalyst for that transformation of consciousness that the whole planet is undergoing. Each of us has a part to play. And it is the purpose of our lives. It is what your life has led you to. It's why I'm here. It's why Heather's here. It's why you did all those courses, all those seminars, all that time on the cushion. Not to get enlightened and to know more, but for this. To give yourself and your love to a changing world and to be a part of that evolution of consciousness. That love is more important than the fear that we feel because there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Let's pray. We do first of all pray for all of those who are feeling ill at the moment. People maybe we know 
people out there who've got fear because they're feeling ill with symptoms, we pray for them. Pray for all those in hospitals, particularly praying for relatives who can't do anything about that as well. Pray for all the doctors and nurses, everybody on the front line, cleaners and carers, people in the grocery stores, people giving of themselves to help things carry on. Pray for all those drivers, police. We think of all those people who are keeping our society going, keeping the lights on, the electricity. We pray for all of them. We pray for all those around the world, people suffering in terrible situations, people not able to get help and yet ill, people who are homeless and hungry, people in prisons, people suffering at every level. And particularly we pray for our leaders. We pray that you may instill in them the compassion and the heart to make the right decisions for those around them. And each of us now just bring to our mind those that we know that need prayer. In a silent moment in our hearts, we remember them. And remember those particularly in our community who've asked for our prayers. Joan Downey, Connie Clancy's mother, recovering from a hip surgery and heart attack. John from Clark's Pharmacy, recovering from a stroke. Rita Hunter, suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease. Heather Morrow, recovering from brain surgery. Brett McKenzie. Kevin Balladian, recovering from Lyme disease. Petra Crimmel, suffering from cancer. Marianne Boltz, Caroline Glasmum, who's not well. Diane Shantlin, Michael Waters' sister, undergoing chemotherapy. Jim Stark, diagnosed with stomach and esophageal cancer and starting chemo. The O'Keefe family. Christopher Gavitt, with an as-yet unidentified autoimmune disease. Savile Ryan and the family, after the death of her husband, Chris, uh, Charles Marsh. The family of a little girl, Age five, killed in Aspen in a car crash a couple of weeks ago. Family of David Harrod, who died last week. The Nash family, who lost their son, 21 years old, three weekends ago. We ask that each of us individually may be appropriate to all those suffering around us and give ourselves in that way. Amen. Well, we're going to have our offertory now. I just want to thank all those who've actually sent in money and on the donate button during the week. We've really noticed people stepping up and doing that. And we really appreciate it. It means we can carry on with all that we're doing. It just makes such a difference to us. You know, I know it's difficult with money at the moment, but we really do appreciate it. Um, you can click the donate button and it, it shouldn't take you away from the page. You'll be able to, to stay there. Uh, and while you're doing that, um, Heather's going to play some music.